This is the Scratching and Surviving podcast where we together will learn what it takes to achieve extraordinary results. And I am your host, Aries Webb Williams. So today I'm going to do something special and interview the best father in the whole wide world. And luckily for me, he was available and he agreed to be interviewed today. Um, Some people call him Marvelous Marv. Some call him Coach Webb. Some people call him Reverend Webb or just Marvin Webb. But I call him Dad or Daddy. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Aries. And welcome to my show. Thank you for having me. With today being Father's Day, I just wanted us to have a chat about our relationship. The cool part is that I am your only child, so I have to automatically be your favorite. (laughs) So I just want to jump in and talk about, you know, you can kind of fill in whatever blanks you want, but I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, let's start with when you found like you were going to have a baby. But I guess we probably got to talk about when you met my mom. And how that transpired just a little bit. We ain't got to go into detail, but, you know, as much as you would feel comfortable (laughs) sharing. And then, you know, the day you found out you were having a child and what your brain did and what you thought that would be like. So Mm. I'll let you go there. Okay. Channel back 1970s. 70s, yeah. (laughs) I met your mother at at the college, Contra Costa College. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I first saw her, I thought she was beautiful. Of course. And uh, so, you know, back in the day, you know, I got at her. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I said, you're going to be my wife. <laughs> what did she say? And uh, she was just smiling. Mm-hmm. So we ended up being friends for a pretty good while. Mm-hmm. You know, we got along real well. And so I remember that she she uh, uh, she wanted to, I think she was ready to have a child. Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, well, I'm cool. You know, I'm cool with everything <laughs> happening. You know, this is in the 70s now. Right. And so I was playing baseball with uh, in the Inter-American League. Okay. Which is a, a brand new league that they had formed in South America. So I was playing for the Miami Amigos. And we had a trip to Panama. I was playing real well, hitting the ball real well. And I remember we were playing in Panama this night. And the base was loaded, and I hit a bullet to right field, and uh, God made a diving catch. And something inside of me said, you're going to have a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because you wanted a boy, right? I wanted a boy. And they were saying that I was going to be a boy, according to my mom. Like, she thought I was going to be a boy the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was, and I was expecting it to be. So that night I got back to the hotel, and uh, Piggy called me. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know... uh, Marvin, you had a, Jan had the baby. I said, oh, yeah? She said, it was a girl. And I was real quiet for a minute. (laughs) And then I said, okay, now tell me the truth. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. Well, really, it's a boy, right? (laughs) Right. And she said, said, oh, yeah, for real, it's a girl. And I was like, okay. What was your, Uh, what was your, because you had in your mind you wanted to have a little Marvin and teach him right. how to play baseball and all that, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was going to be the man, you know. <laughs> I was going to teach him everything. And uh, 
when she said it was a girl, I was saying, I said, the Lord is uh, getting me back. <laughs> he, he's getting me back <laughs> for the stuff that I did, you know? And so I said, okay. So it probably was uh, maybe two or three weeks before I got back home. Mm-hmm. And then I came to the house and, and then I saw you and it was, it was all over then. You fell you know, in love. Fell in love with you. And I said, she looked just like I would make a baby to look, you know, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just was so in love. And I just, uh, I remember grabbing you and holding you and, and just, uh, wanted to protect you. So after that, it was, that just, that was your mission. That was my mission. Exactly. Exactly. I posted a picture, I think, of actually that. I think it was, like, probably that moment because she took a bunch of pictures when you came back and you were holding me. I was looking like I was about that old. I was a little bitty newborn. When I look at that picture, I see what you're saying. Like, I'm like, you were looking like, wow. Like, you had that look mm-hmm. in your face. Like, look at this baby. That's my, like, this that's my, my baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. So what would you say was the first things that really – changed for you you know because you were 27 years old young whippersnapper you were the man playing ball you had the chick you know you were with my mom but you know you were still kind of like the the guy you know you were you were popular young girls were liking you you know all this stuff like what what were some of the things that you would say changed right away or you know what changed in your life I think uh it made me uh start thinking about somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, being a little more concerned about what I did and uh, more concerned about what was happening with you. Because if you remember, I would, I didn't want nobody else to be kissing you and slobbing on you and <laughs> holding you. Right. I'd be careful who held her. <laughs> yeah, you were I overly very, uh, very concerned. Mm-hmm. But that's good, though, because, you know, stuff happens. And you want to be careful. And, of course, with us, we had a big old family and all kind of people in and out all the time. So you never know, you know. And my mom was the same way. She was very, um, I say paranoid, but I like that because (laughs) I realized that that was actually protecting me from a lot of things that could have possibly happened. Yeah, and I was was looking at it from, I wasn't trying to raise you as, whatever, the way everyone else was raising their children. Mm-hmm. Back then, they had Dr. Spock with all of his uh, theories. Mm-hmm. And if, and all the time, you probably heard me and your mother, and I said, this is my child. This We're going to raise her this way. Mm-hmm. Not gonna, we're not going to be <clears throat> raising the way Spock says. She's not going to get timeouts and all of this kind of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we're going to raise her the way we want to raise her. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and my mind was saying, you know, I'm going to be there for her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there because when she gets older, I don't want her to be saying, you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, were, you weren't there. <laughs> and so, and you can't say that, see, because <laughs> I was there and I made sure I was there and involved. So Because you guys eventually broke up and so you had to co-parent, right? How <laughs> difficult you know, I'm a co-parent now, so I know that it's difficult, but even with, you can't control the other person's life, right? So you got to, whatever that father or that mother is doing, you got to kind of roll with and around those things. What made you continue to press 
when you when, even during the hard times when it was a little rocky, a lot rocky. Uh, <clears throat> it was still uh, important for me to make sure that you know if your mother was with somebody else, that they know <laughs> that this is still my daughter. Right. And I told them, you know, I said, you know, that's you and that's their your relationship, but this is my daughter. Mm-hmm. And if anything needs to happen with her, just make sure I know about it. Right. And so, you know, it's it was it was difficult because I had to I had to spend more time and, and I had to uh, you know, just be involved in different way a different way. Yeah. You know, not having you there all the time. I had to go pick you up a lot of times and bring you back to the house and and so it, it got it got pretty difficult. Yeah. Because yeah. when I see, like, with me, I'm thinking about, like, now that I'm co-parenting, I, I, it's like I have so much more respect for for that process because you do have to do that. And it's, it's definitely different when you think, I'm going to have my child right here forever, you know, and I can impart everything that I want to impart in them and – then you have another family that's doing it, right? They're doing, they're they're imparting some stuff that may not be the same thing that you're wanting to impart. So you do have to like learn how to either compromise or be okay with it or overly impart when you have your time, you know, the things that you feel are important. But I think the biggest part is you were a young man trying to, going through your own life's journey and then having a child. In those circumstances, like how how do you feel like you were able to like live your life and be a parent at the same time, like going through your own personal struggles and being a parent? Like that's what I feel like the most that I see for myself. You know, I'm like I'm just out here trying to live my life, and not in a way that's like I'm out here living my life. You know how people be like, "Mama gotta live," not like that. It's like I'm literally trying <laughs> to survive adulthood and teach some kids at the same time it ain't easy yeah well you cost me a lot of relationships <laughs> okay let's talk about that <laughs> you know i had to uh i had I, I had to leave some people uh because it wasn't the right situation you know okay. and uh you know i always put you first um that made it a little difficult <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, but you, you remember I, a lot of times I would take you because I was trying to train you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time I took you to the mall and I talked to some girls. I told you to watch this. I said, watch this. I remember this. And I talked to her. I said, you know, you look, I told the girl, you know, you look real nice, you know, and uh, I'd really like to talk to you. Can I get your number? They give me the number and I just tear it up, throw it away. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to. No, just because you're pretty, you know, don't mean people like you. Are people gonna treat you right? You know? I think so. we were at Emporium Catwells, <laughs> or one of those uh, like Macy's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something. But I used to see that. I mean, I remember, remember when you were like, um, all crazy when I talked to him. I'm <laughs> like, who is man. this? I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to get. I don't know if I. I guess I used to get jealous that you were talking to them. I don't know. I'm like, what's that jealous? I don't feel like it was a jealousy, but if I didn't like, like them, <laughs> if I didn't like them, then I didn't want you talking to them. Like if I, I'm like, mm, I don't like her or I don't like the way she looks, you know, or something, I'll be like, daddy, you know, try to make you have to leave. 
Dad, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. But one thing I will say is I feel like you were very intentional. What was it that made you that way? Because, like, you were doing a lot of things. Like, you didn't curse in front of me. I know you were cursing. Like, I know you were doing stuff, you know, but I didn't see you do things. Like, I don't even know if I even saw you drink. I feel like I didn't really see you do anything, but you used to tell me you love me all the time. I remember asking one time, like, Dad, why are you always telling me you love me? <laughs> and you're like, because yeah. I don't want nobody else. To, I don't want you to be looking for it somewhere else, you know? Um, yeah. Is it because of how you were as a young man that you felt like I need to make sure she gets it? You didn't want me to yeah. fall for the mistakes, yeah. you know? Yeah, I didn't want you to be, like, just needing to be with a man or uh, just have to because you had this lack of the others, this emptiness in your life. As a young person, I, they, my parents, they didn't say, well, I love you. I knew they loved me. You mm-hmm. know, my mother never said it, but I knew she loved me. Yeah. You know, but she never said it, and I just made it a point with you that every time I talk to you, I was going to tell you I love you. Right. And, and that's that's where that came from. Because even that is like, yeah, because love is really an action, right? I mean, but it feels good to hear it from time to time. You know, when, when you love people, you want to hear them say it. Um, yeah. But it definitely is an action, and I feel like those intentional things were the the real actions that you were making to say, I want you to be, you know, this way. And yeah. it was it was noticeable. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't perfect. I had my difficult times, you know. Um, you know, I did the whole drug thing and and I drank, you know, and but I I had the respect for you that I wasn't gonna do that around you. Right. Now when you went home <laughs> <laughs> Right. It was on and cracking. <laughs> but you know, I didn't uh you know, I knew what was right and I knew what was wrong. I didn't want you to be doing it. Right. And eventually that respect for you uh was kinda like the watering and the planting of the seed that would help me eventually to move away from that. Right. Because you were like, I want to be better for my daughter and be here for her and stuff like that. Right. I remember yeah. um, when we would go, remember back in the day, we thought, like, Red Lobster, that was quality. That's fancy. You're fancy yeah. back in the day. You go to Red Lobster. So yeah. you would take Sizzler. me. <laughs> Sizzler. <laughs> I'm like, we going to Red Lobster. My dad's taking me to Red Lobster. Like, that was fancy eating, you know, back then. And open the doors, you know, doing all this stuff, which I feel like it kind of made me a little cocky. Like when guys would try to talk to me, and I'd be like, "What? I'm you? You can't impress me with that stuff because I've been I was just there the other day, you know, or whatever." Like feeling like I don't need, I guess, what you wanted worked. <laughs> I didn't need that from a guy. Like you don't have to impress me. You're not impressing me by showing me things because I have that. You're not impressing me by saying, oh, I love you. Okay, whatever, I already, you know, that doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not moving me. Um, but let's talk about, there are times when I was doing stuff that I, re- I needed some some lessons to be taught, you know, like with school and high school, I was cutting and doing different stuff sometimes. I would, you know, get in a little bit of trouble, but I feel like I was pretty, I was pretty good. I didn't really get into a whole bunch of trouble. 
But there were like different little times where I needed some lessons from you, either through when I got kicked out of school um, in college. That was hard. I'm going to tell you that conversation. So I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but when I got kicked out of school because I wasn't doing what I needed to do, wasn't going to class, just happy to be free. I had to make that call and tell you that I got kicked out of school. And that was probably the hardest call I ever had to make. I was just like, oh, my God, I've disappointed him. Like, he's going to be so mad. What was that feeling like? Man. <laughs> well, first of all, you only got one whooping. I got one, one whooping. Good, one good whooping. I remember that one. Let's go back to that story. <laughs> and that was because you told me a, a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I told you, don't ever tell me a story because I'm going to be the one that's going to be on your side when ain't nobody else on your side. I say that if same thing right, to my kids now. Are you wrong? If you're right or wrong, just make sure you tell me so we can get this taken care of. Right. And so when you were going to college, I wanted you to go to school where I was working. I was working at the college, Country Costa College, which is a community college. Mm-hmm. But your mother wanted you to go to four-year school because you had a couple of scholarships and and uh, they accepted you. Mm-hmm. But I knew that everybody couldn't go to a four-year school right out of high school. And I had the connections and the hookup to help you to maneuver through your uh, experience at college. Right. And what happened was what I didn't want to happen, but I kind of knew it, you know, and didn't want it to happen, but it happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was disappointed, but like I was telling you as a young person, let me know so we can handle it. Right. And so we were able to get you taken care of back into school on a, a new journey. It was a definitely a and, new journey. <laughs> and, you know, you had a more of a, I think you the one had the wake-up call. Oh, I definitely had the wake-up call. I went back like, oh, my God. First of all, I was embarrassed to get kicked out. So I was like, I didn't get kicked out of school. I was doing so bad. I wasn't even looking at my report cards. I didn't even know I was on academic probation until the day I got the report card. That's like, you're you're out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> then I had to go back like, oh, they've been telling me that I was in trouble. But I had to basically go to Country Costa College anyways, retake all those classes. So it was like I just took a year of wasted time and I had to go back to school. I retook all the classes. I got all A's and B's that time. I was not playing no games because I wanted to hurry up and get out of there. So I was on point. I was just in there working real hard, got all the classes done and you paid, I think it was $1,300. I had to write a letter, like all this stuff to get back. In school Eight. and finally in the book. I think it was 1800 Was it 1800 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But see, that's, my mother did that for me. Mm-hmm. I, was done, I was pretty much like, I'm not going back to school because I, I don't want to pay this money. And I can't pay the money. And she said, well, I want you to go and finish school. And so she did that for me. And I said, there's no problem. I'm going I'm to do that for Aries if she want to get back in there and, get, and, and have another chance. And... Uh, you did a good job. The instructors were proud of you, and, and they would say you're a good student. And, and the fact that you knew so, all the instructors. I'm like, I got to be on point up in here. I can't. They all know my right. dad. <laughs> yeah. So when you went back to Hayward, I felt better this time. 
Because you're like, okay, you she were, already had the wake up call. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was so, rough. Yeah, when you graduated, that was that was uh, that was a, a proud parent moment. Yeah, it took forever, but we got it done. Because then I yeah. had to really start over. I mean, I had to. I lost my financial aid stuff. I had to. I was working full time, so I had to, you know, pay out of pocket for everything, and it took longer. I had to schedules, you know, all that stuff. It was just not the same. I'm like, dang, this would have been way easier if I had been doing it when I didn't need that. But some people learn the easy way and some learn the hard way. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a hard way learner. Okay, well, what else was I going to ask about? I'm trying to think of good, cool dad stuff that you can share, anything that. Uh, what about when I got married the first time? <laughs> and the second time. My love life issues. Well, I just want you to marry a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh... I just want them to love you and uh, be nice to you, be able to take care of you. Right. And so I I can't really complain. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I never, you know, although my two marriages did not work, I didn't marry bad people. Like, they Mm -hmm. were good people. They are good people. So it wasn't like this dude who was, like, you know, beating on me or doing nothing crazy and, you know, so it was like, they were good people. We just, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, yeah. But the blessing in that second one was you got some grandchildren. So, Two yes. And then when LJ was born, what was that? What was that like being transitioning your parenting into grandparenting? Well, before Long he was distance. born, me and uh, I had talked to Lerun. I was telling him. This is what I'm gonna do with look we're gonna get him to use this, we're gonna train him to do this, we're gonna have him doing this, and uh everything we uh we talked about, you know, we're gonna make this guy star and and then we started saying, Well, we needed to be a good good student too. So it was exciting. You know, um LJ didn't take to me right off the bat. He didn't you take know, to anybody time, though. He like... just crying and crying and <laughs> You know, I was like, wow. But he turned out to be a great young, young man. Yeah. And I remember the day when it was actually Father's Day when I called you when I was pregnant with Marvin. We were, he was going to be born July 27th. And we hadn't come up with a name yet. We were still trying to figure that out. And actually, LaRon's dad had su- suggested it first. We were sitting there, I was like, oh something cool you know you're trying to think of some cool name you know stuff and then we were just kind of sitting there and he was like what about your dad and I'm like that would be awesome like he would love that I know this is my last child it would be the boy he never had (laughs) you know having a namesake so that's what it's gonna be it's done so I called you on the phone and I'm like dad uh, happy Father's Day, you know, all that stuff. Thank you. Did my little Father's Day speech and everything. Thanks for everything and all that. And I want to let you know that we decided on a name for the baby. You're like, what? Okay. Marvin Russell Williams. And it just got quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the uh, one of the greatest gifts I ever had, you know, for <laughs> especially for Father's Day, 
I mean, it was, I couldn't think of anything that would be more perfect. And, uh, you know, people ask, what's his name? I said, Marvin, oh, he named him after you. Like, yeah. Yeah, get your chest <laughs> so, pumped out a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he looks like, <laughs> he looked like you, he act like you too. Yeah, yeah. So I think true. I named the right one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how do you, how do you feel like, you know, because I feel like now, I turned 40 this year. I keep saying that. I feel like I say that every day. Because um, I'm still trying to, like, I'm 40. You got a 40-year-old daughter. Remember when you called me for my birthday? I'm like, you got a 40-year-old daughter. <laughs> like, yeah. we, oh, we are old. But I feel like our relationship has evolved over the years. Although, I still feel like you haven't told me everything that you said you were going to tell me back in the day. You'd be like, one day I'm going to tell you about that. One day I'm going to tell you about that. And you never <laughs> told me all the stuff. I'm like, I need to know this because this could be the key to my life answers. It's probably from your side. Like, I might need to know that so I can solve all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what I'm thinking. <laughs> you probably already know it. <laughs> By now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why you don't yeah. tell me? But you were, I could tell you were really trying to protect me in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that's the part that, you know, typically on Father's Day, I will either write a card or send you a text or an email or something, whatever is the thing at the time, a letter, whatever, just always saying thank you because I feel like real. the more I realize how hard life really is and the dynamics of dealing with people that you cannot control, it's not easy to stay consistent as a parent, you know, especially as a dad who doesn't have the child as their man, you know, like my mom kind of had the control of where I'm going to be and where I'm, you know, we moved to other, you know, other cities and far, farther away and different stuff. And you kind of had to work around whatever she was doing. Um, so I feel like I'm realize I realize every year how important it is for a father specifically to, Stick around, really, you know, when the relationship goes sour and things aren't great, you know, because in the beginning, you guys weren't doing, you know, y'all weren't doing that well um, as far as you guys' relationship, but it you fought through that, and I feel like that's what showed me how good co-parenting could be, like how you can work with someone, um, and obviously, I took it and, and tried to elevate it, you know, another level based on what I learned from that, Um but I always would say, you know, like, thank you so much just for sticking around. Like, I feel like being there is important because I realized I have a lot of friends that did not have dads that did that. Um, I have, you know, I have an older sister that we have different dads and he was not always like that either. Um, so that was like a big, I realized it was an internal vow that I made that when I have kids, I'm not having kids with multiple people because I don't want one to be good and the other one to be not good and then the kids are having that issue like that was important to me so i realized how much of an influence what you were doing was like especially now you know and i'm, I'm sure as i get older and my kids get older i'll realize even more the value in that so again i want to tell you thank you for that and what would be your advice you know, well i tell my players when i was coaching mm -hmm. um they come and say, Coach, you know, I got this girl pregnant. And my advice would be to them, take care of your child. Mm -hmm. 
I said, I don't know how your relationship with the girl or whatever. I said, but take care of your child. And I tell them the same thing that I just told you that, you know, you want to be in their life and you want to be able to lead them and guide them, but you're not going to be able to do that or discipline them if you're not there. Right. You know, so you need to be there and take care of your child. They didn't ask to be here. And so, you know, whenever they tell me that, that's that's what I tell them, you know, so. Yeah, and I think that's like the best advice. I mean, and honestly, that's something that I say to people, too, like whenever that comes up and, and that's the issue, you know, people will ask me, like, how are you and LeBron so cool and all that? And I'm like, my priority is my children in that relationship. And more so than how I feel about him and our breakup and all that, I don't, that's not, the important part is what is going to happen with these kids' life based on how we are. That's the part that we can control. If we're acting crazy and causing all this chaos, then that's creating chaos for these children. And who knows what that's going to end up looking like when they get older. And I don't want to be responsible for (laughs) all that drama. So I want some good citizens with good character with good spiritual life with the lord you know and do the best that i can do you know because i tell the boys i'm like i'm doing the best i can do based on whatever i can gather you know out here but you still have accountability for your own everybody has their own accountability right so even if you're the best father in the world and i decide i want to go wild you can feel secure in knowing well i did my part it ain't because of me you just acting crazy you know, yeah, yeah, that's kind of my caveat. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of, uh, like I said, being there, but it takes a lot of prayer. It does. You know, during that period when you were saying you were kind of getting out there, and I remember you wrote me that letter saying you wanted to start going out, and I was too strict and all of this. <laughs> and I remember that, and I was like, oh, Lord. I'm about to lose my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I just prayed. I remember I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And you was you uh you wanted to go out and I was like, well, she's she old enough now. She's 17. And I still and you were talking about curfew and this. And I said, well, I really she could really do what she wanna do at this age, you know, and and at least I, if I know I have a, a little control you know, be home at one o'clock. Or, right, right, right. Or something like that. <laughs> you know, are you not going out? At least I can act like I have some control. You know? <laughs> but I, I think my prayers were answered. And I think after that, I think we probably start getting a lot closer. Yeah, because I realized, I think I went out a couple times. The first time I was just like, I could be out until when? Till when you, I think you said something like, 12.30 or 1 o'clock. You didn't even say, no, you didn't say a number at first. I think you said when you, it was something like where it was relying on my own, you know, you know when it's too late. Like, it was something like that. And I'm like, okay, what, 2 o'clock? <laughs> and then it's funny because even at that time, we didn't really have stuff to be out like that, you know, for that, that late anyway. So when I did go out, I think I ended up back home at like 12.30. Because I was like, okay, well, I'm done. Like, it's really nothing else to do. Because I wasn't, like, spending the night in nobody's house or doing nothing. I just wanted to be able to go do stuff. And once I saw what was out there, I was like, okay, like, I'm over it now. I'm not even tripping. 
Like, I didn't even care about it. Um, well, then when I went to college, it was more stuff to do. So then I went out for real then. <laughs> once, yeah. I got, <laughs> once I got all the college parties and stuff. Okay, what else? Anything else? Any lasting, like, advice or memories or anything you would like to share? I really just wanted us to kind of, I think people know how I feel about you, and I'm always, like, you know, sharing that on social media and different places. People know, like, you and your dad, y'all close, you know, and stuff, but yeah. never I really got to hear this. I knew you loved me. <laughs> how you did know, you know that? I could, from a little girl, you always hung with me. You know, you were on my leg when I go places, the other girls' houses or something, whatever. You still was with me. Mm-hmm. You was tagging along all the time, and and I knew that, you know, you cried for me sometime when you were with your grandmother and mother. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was always trying to train you to be this great person. And that's why you notice I always told you, Aries, you've got to have a 3.5. You did say that. You got to have a 3.5 to go to Cal. You, <laughs> you and know, that 3.5 and Cal. 3.5, that was every. You got to have a 3.5. <laughs> you got to go to Cal. And, you know, you didn't have a 3.5 when you left, but. I had 3.0. 3.0. Yeah, 3.0. And I was like, really, I was cool with that, you know, because I wanted you to be, I wanted you to be above average. I wanted you to be able to to go to some of the best schools and and uh, just use your mind to do some great things. And so that's why I kept saying that, you know, got to have a 3.5. You got to go to KL, you know. It's like shooting for the moon and hitting something else. Right. So, but but close. It was it was kind of close. <laughs> yeah, well, you exceeded actually my expectations by going to uh, University of Texas and getting that MBA. I think I exceeded so, my own expectations too, because I had no plans to continue school when I graduated. I was like, I'm done with school, it's over. That's what I thought. So but that those last few incidents with the college and the boys, you know, have just uh I guess uh, cemented and tightened our relationship. Yeah. So, you know, it's just uh I just thank God that you were who you are, you know, you did, I'm glad you wasn't a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I say, did you want a boy now? You wish you had a boy still? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you were who you are, and the Lord knows uh, what was best for me and best for us. I agree. And I, I just thank God for everything that it's gone for. I feel the same way. Um, as I was thinking about that and kind of putting my posts together, today for Father's Day on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. I was just like, you know, I just value this relationship a lot. The older I get, like I said earlier, I just, it means more. Love means what I think God intended for it to mean in our relationship. I feel the same way with my mom too. Like we had the same thing, where our, but our relationship got tighter, way tighter in the last 10 years, you know, me and my mom. But I feel like when the Bible talks about God being love and all that kind of stuff, like this is what it really looks like. It's effortless, but it's it takes work and being intentional to make sure that relationship stays that way. We talk all the time. Like we probably talk every other day at least, but 
you're you have to be intentional and and make a point there are times where you had to kind of press your way to stay you know into my life and then times where it may be you know we both got to make sure we making those calls and hello where you at what's going on you've been gone you know because i started getting older and living my life and doing different stuff and it's like we got to continue to stay intentional with those relationships so i definitely appreciate um the reciprocity <laughs> that we've had in this relationship because i'm telling you the stories of other people that i know that don't have that testimony and don't even know how to relate to this you know I, it, it lets me know that it is a value and it's special so again thank you and if you have do you have any lasting nuggets you want to drop otherwise <laughs> <laughs> any well, nuggets any nuggets just uh <laughs> for the just world for you for you <laughs> and the world <laughs> the, the parenting does not stop after 18 it sure or doesn't. 20 or 25 or 30 <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or 35 30. <laughs> so uh you know you just have to just like i heard barack obama say any food can can have a baby but it takes a, a father's the one's gonna stick there and and yeah. uh, and help raise the child. Yes. So, you know that's that's my advice to you know, those who have children. This is a life that God made. So, take care of your children. Amen. It'll pay off later. It does pay off. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, I'm glad I was able to multiply and get you two boys. You know the boys you always wanted. To teach yeah. how to golf, how to play basketball, how to do All everything. <laughs> Throw the football, basketball. <laughs> what I taught, look, what I taught you <laughs> was boy stuff. You did. You know, I taught you how to play basketball, how to play baseball, to run track. You know, I had you beating all the boys in the neighborhood running track. So, you know, I transferred that to you, and uh, I knew you can do it. You know, I knew yeah. you had it in you. You just was your girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so now I have uh, uh, to do that same thing with, with your boys. Yep. And both of them are great athletes now. So they, they can are. be great students, uh, good athletes, and real good citizens. And I think they will, with God's help, do that. I agree. All right, well, I'm going to let you go, and um, I really appreciate you joining me. We will be doing some other episodes together, though, I'm excited about, where we kind of get a little bit more in-depth on some other things um, in a different series. But I thank you for joining me, and we will talk later. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Scratching and Surviving podcast. To connect with me and hear more, please visit scratchingandsurviving.com. Make sure to join the Scratching and Surviving community. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your player of choice. Talk to you next week.